Welcome to Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. I'm Greg. And I'm Erin. We've been married for 31 years. We're marriage counselors, and we lead the marriage team here at Focus on the Family. Greg, today we're going to cover some secrets to a happy marriage. Just those little everyday things that can make us more content in our marriage. All these little small gestures, these little acts of love can make such a big difference in our relationship. You know, as I was thinking about this, it brought me back to early, early, early on in our marriage. We just had had our daughter, Taylor, and I know you were exhausted, worn out. It was just, And so I just felt compelled to say, hey, I know you love to shop and bargain shop and just kind of have some alone time. So mm-hmm. why don't we go to the mall? And you can go off, spend as much time as you want. Well, I remember it was an outdoor mall that was really cool. Had all these really cool shops. And I knew that there was a a huge bookstore, you know, Uh multiple levels. And and they had this great little kid section. I knew Taylor would love just holding books, looking at pictures. And so you took off. I take Taylor. And so they had like this huge stage area. And so I put Taylor there gave her some books, and then I'm just sitting there thumbing through like a magazine that I had grabbed. Well, there was all this chatter, a bunch of moms talking, and I'm aware of that until it goes just dead silent. I just remember going, wait, what? And I just look around, and everybody's looking at me. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, all these moms are glaring at me, and it just made me feel so uncomfortable, like, what? And I remember looking at Taylor I see her on the stage, and it looks like she's finger painting or or doing something to all these books. Well, she'd been eating chocolate, which I'm sure I wasn't supposed to give her the entire bag. And so she had taken all these pieces of chocolate, ate some of them, the others melted, and she's just now finger painting all of these books. Brand new books. With chocolate. And I'm sure as people are watching it, it looked like something else entirely different that she's painting, but it was really only chocolate. But all these moms were horrified. And so, I, you know, I run over to grab her. I'm telling her, Taylor, no, you can't do that. And now she's taking all this gross melted chocolate because now she feels, you know, embarrassed or she's scared because as I'm carrying her off. And now she's trying to hold me. So she's getting <laughs> all this chocolate all over me, all over my face. It, it just, I'm sure we look like war paint, just about to go into <laughs> battle. And I'll never forget that. It turned out so miserable for me. Well, you had to me. purchase a lot of books. Exactly. That and was very I remember expensive. walking towards you guys on the sidewalk. And as you walked up, I was like, why is Taylor in different clothes? What happened? And you're like, you have no idea what I just went through. <laughs> so even though it may not always go perfectly, those little gestures, those little small acts of love can really make such a difference in our relationship. And that's what we're going to focus on today. We've got some great segments coming up. Later on, we're going to have a conversation with Sterling Knight Pinio, who's been married for a couple of years, and he's going to talk about some simple things that he does to help his wife feel more loved. We'll also hear a question from one of our listeners who wants to know how he can help his wife feel more comfortable praying together. Hmm. But first, we had a great conversation with our friend Shanti Feldhan about some research that shows the things that help spouses feel happier in their marriage. She's an author and a speaker with some amazing thoughts. So let's listen to the conversation we had with Shanti. 
Shanti, you talk about one of the secrets to a happy marriage is knowing that little is big. What do you mean by that? So the the little things, we're talking about the little things that make a big difference. One of the things we found statistically that actually was really surprising to me is that there's a few things that in the happiest couples, all the husbands tended to do for their wives and all the wives tended to do for their husbands. Mm. And they were little, like little day-to-day things that you wouldn't think would have a much of an impact, honestly. And, and yet statistically it appeared to have a huge impact And I think what it was is just a statistically a recognition that these couples, whether they whether they kind of just naturally did these things or they'd figured out that it mattered, they recognized that there were things that their spouse needed that were quite different than what they needed. And they had watched and they had learned what are these little things that seem to make my spouse really happy. And it statistically, one of the things that, you know, we noticed is that there was in this area, not in most of the other areas in this particular project, but in this area, there was a really significant gender correlation. Hmm. Um, And so, yeah, and and when I say all the husbands tended to do it for their wives, I shouldn't say all. It was, you know, 75% or 85%. It was never 100, um, but it was pretty, it was up there in the numbers. And so it was things like, for example, that the wives tended to say thank you to their husbands a lot. Hmm. And one of the things that we've found in the research over the years is that because for a guy, often there's this feeling of, am I any good at what I do? Like that's the self-doubt. That's the insecurity running under the surface. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father, but I don't, I don't know if I'm if I'm doing the right things, or does she think I'm any good at what I do? Does she think I'm a good dad? And so when the wife says out loud, even if it's a minor little comment, like, thanks for taking the kids to the the playground, when she says that out loud, it's like this, oh, that feels so good. You know, like it's it's speaking to his area of questioning, his area of self-doubt. So it's like a little thing, like the wife just thinks it's a little bitty thing, and it's really not. Like, it's actually kind of a big deal. And those areas, that's what we identified is, okay, what are those little things that are actually a big deal? And so that's what we identified, the sort of the five for him and the five for her, that the happy couples, the happy husbands, the happy wives tended to do for their spouse. The the five that you talked about for husbands, like you talked about the first one, notice his effort and mm, sincerely mm-hmm. thank him for it. And, and yeah. that's what I was agreeing with you, Cohen. You're right. That that is a big deal. You know, I, I know women do such a great job of validating each other. I mean, anytime someone, a female comes to our house, Aaron in this female will take the first five minutes just to run through Every aspect of their clothing, their hair, their <laughs> shoes. Their, Where we got it? Yeah, How exactly. much on sale was it? <laughs> it? It's it's beautiful, but it, and that's there all very <laughs> validating. But you know, guys, we don't do that. You know, when I came into the studio with my our engineer Alex, I didn't walk through a whole bunch of things that I noticed. And you know, hey, your hair looks different today. That's great. <laughs> did you did you get a new comb? 
What, yeah. what is what is different about that? So I, I love that because I think for me, when when Erin does that, when she thanks me for whatever the effort is or something I've done, you know, not only like you were saying, Shanti, do I feel like, oh, OK, that I'm I'm good at this thing, but it really helps me feel seen. Like it's such a yeah. cool thing when Aaron notices it more than anyone else on this earth because I want to be yeah. truly deeply seen by her. And that's a big part of how that helps me. Well, and I know the research that we've come across, Greg, is, you know, for a wife, one um, affirmation, one compliment to her husband per day actually increases his marital satisfaction. So it goes hand in hand with what you're saying, Shanti, that it's it's actually a, a, a very simple thing, because I know when I heard that, I was like, I totally can do that one time a day just to praise him. I can do that. I mean, you can do it. Yeah. 50 or 60 if you feel like I wouldn't mind <laughs> I wouldn't mind you wouldn't object to that no, would you no yeah. I, would, I would not push yeah. back on that I'll work on it the other one Shanti that that for guys that really stood out for me personally is that you talk about mm-hmm. you know for husbands make it clear to him that he makes you happy and yeah. for me really what that means is and I say this all the time I'm sure I've said this on the podcast a bunch before but I would rather Aaron tell me that she likes me over that she loves me because there, yeah. there's something about knowing that she likes me kind of that what you're calling, you know, make that I make her happy because that's what best friends do. You know, because I know that she she told me she loved me when we got married, promised that. I mean, all that. Like, I get all that. And that's great. And I don't object to hearing her say that she loves me. But I think it's really cool when when she says, man, I really like you. I, I enjoy you. You're you're my best friend. That that man, that's part of that fantastic five for me, for sure. Yeah, it's it is. It is a powerful thing that, again, it doesn't sound like. You mean a smile matters? Yes, a smile matters. Like one of the things that we as wives often don't realize is just how much, and this is what so many of the men told me, um, because we had been talking about on both sides of, of the sort of fence about how women love to hear that their husband finds them beautiful. Like, well, why does that matter? Like, you're the strong, confident, competent woman. You're attractive. Like, why does it, why does it matter so much? Well, the women say we're just little girls inside still. There's something inside us that still is longing to hear from the most important man in our life. Like, we used to spin in the living room for our dad, you know, in our <laughs> princess outfits. And... And longing to hear that he finds us beautiful, which, Mm. by the way, is one of the fantastic five for her. But the guys all said when it comes to, like, a smile on their wife's face, what it does is it speaks to, as they put it, I'm still that little boy inside who is still sort of holding up for inspection this thing that I've done to the most important woman in my life. Like, you know, I made the little thing in craft class. (laughs) <laughs> and it's all misshapen and, you know, it's, the paint is running. And But, you know, as I, as I bring it home, I'm like, my heart is beating so wildly, holding it up for her, to, to hoping that she's going to say, oh, this is awesome. Big smile hug. You did a great job. Mm. 
And as opposed to, oh, the paint's all running. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, good. Or and so you ate that, the paste. That, <laughs> or you ate the paste. <laughs> exactly. So, peeled it off your fingers. So, <laughs> yeah, you peeled it off your fingers. Exactly. And and so the guys, they said, I know it sounds funny, but, you know, we're those little boys inside. And we've yeah. we've done something, whatever it is. We filled up the gas, your car with gas, or we clipped the hedges, or Whatever it is we did, we did something, and we're holding it up for your inspection. Mm. And our heart is beating wildly as we're just hoping you're going to go, great job. Thank you so much. Big smile. Ah, we've been needing the hedges trimmed. Thank you. Mm. And, And that's, it sounds so minor. And yet it's not. Like, look Mm -hmm. at the numbers. Like, 88% of men are like, that is like this breath of life. Well, I love Shanti's research, mm-hmm. and I so appreciate just the, the great work that she does to really dig in to understand really how that we can strengthen our marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and the Fantastic Five, these, these are really, really good. And so I thought maybe, Aaron, what we could do is why don't we each pick out two mm-hmm. and, and talk about why that makes such a big difference mm-hmm. for both of us. I would say, so I love the Fantastic Five because they're simple. Yeah, They're simple things that make a big difference. So one of the Fantastic Five on the list for wives is – When he leaves, when her husband leaves her a voicemail, email, or text during the day and says he loves her and is thinking about her. Hmm. Oh, my word. So what does that do? So if I do that, so if I leave a text or an email. When you do that and I look down at my phone, I'm like, ah, he's thinking about me. Huh, I missed his day. He's wondering how I am. He cares about me. And it just fills my heart with just joy and love and all those good things. So it kind of sends the message that... In the midst of everything that Busyness, we both have yeah. going on, yeah. that, that you're on my mind. Correct. Like you matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me. Do you remember, though, when I tried to do that? Uh-huh. It, it's one of the strangest experiences that we've ever had, that I've ever had as a husband. So mm-hmm. I grabbed my cell phone, doing exactly what we're talking about. I just texted you a quick little note, really because we hadn't seen each other. So I'm just trying to say, hey, you know, sorry I didn't get to say goodbye. Love you. Well, as I started texting, I remembered that we actually had no kids later on that night. So it was one of those rare occurrences as we had younger kids that we were going to be alone. Mm -hmm. So I was just trying to be flirty, be playful. I'm going, hey, and when they're gone, why don't we this, this, and that? Things for your eyes only, of Mm -hmm. course. And I sent it. Well, I mean, there hadn't been more than five seconds that went by before I get a you know, I feel the buzzing of my cell phone and, and thinking, oh, she's instantly responding to me. It's going to be a great night. As I look at my phone, I was horrified because it was from my boss here at Focus on the Family. And he, he simply said, please tell me you meant this for your wife. So I don't know how that happened. I don't know how I texted him over you. No idea. But that actually happened. Mm -hmm. And it was horrifyingly embarrassing. So your point is make sure you're texting your spouse. If you're going to tell them you're thinking (laughs) of them and have ideas about the connection. Yeah. So you're saying that when I take the time Mm -hmm. to actually send you a little text, Mm -hmm. actually send you a little text or voicemail, whatever, Mm -hmm. post something on social media. I don't know. 
you're just saying that 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 matters because mm-hmm. it's it's evidence that that I value you enough mm-hmm. to take mm-hmm. the time or you're yeah. on my mind. How about you? I like a lot of the the five things that that she talks about. Um, one of them is notice my efforts uh-huh. and sincerely thank me for that. And there there is just something powerful when when you take the time to actually point out something that that I've done mm-hmm. and and then express some gratitude around that. It's like two things are going on once that, that I feel valued, I feel successful. I feel accomplished when you point out something that I've done that's mm-hmm. important to you or that, that that needed to get done, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, it's, you know, hey, you went to work. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But you, you take the time to notice it, and then you actually thank me. You express some gratitude around that. That just that makes such a big difference yeah, for me. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. This one's interesting because it's on the list uh, for the wives pulls himself out of a funk that he's morose, grumpy, or upset about something instead of withdrawing. And that is, that's interesting because in many ways I go, well, if you're in a bad mood and you're grumpy, that's in, that's on you. But there's something powerful about you coming back and not just withdrawing because that's your propensity. And so many times I'm like, wait, come back. And really, it shows me that you're aware and that you're able to kind of self-soothe and come back and re-engage. I just appreciate that because, you know, you think about the times that we do have together, especially at home. I mean, they're far and few between in this season. And so, gosh, when you are able to come and rejoin the conversation or re-engage, that just means the world to me. Yeah. Like, for example... The other night we were flying home from an event. Mm-hmm. We were trying to get off the airplane. I was trying to sacrifice for you, so I took the middle seat. And, and usually when I'm in the aisle seat, then I get up, I'll grab my backpack, I'll load my backpack with whatever I'd taken out. But other people beat you mm-hmm. to to the aisle, so you were actually sitting the whole time while we're trying to get off the plane. Mm-hmm. And so you get off, and I'm trying to grab stuff while my backpack had upended. Oh. I don't think we've even talked no. about this. This seriously just happened a couple of days ago. And so, you know, everybody's trying to get off the plane, yeah. and I'm trying to grab, like, 20 things that have now fallen on my backpack. So I have my hands, both hands, arms, oh. mouth, anything that could hold some object. And so it just it embarrassed me and it frustrated me because I hated to have my backpack. I may have mm-hmm. left something in the overhead. I have no idea. But that put me into such a bad mood. Which Annie and I picked yes. up on. So we get to baggage yes. claim. Yes, and you let my bag go by. I was like, what the heck? And well, you're like, well, I would have gotten it on the other side. I was like, what's happening? You always grab my bag. Because... I was standing there not talking to anybody, so clearly I was in a bad mood. But I wasn't like this This last one that you're talking about. Like, I didn't let you know, and I wasn't pulling myself out of no. this funk that I was in. So I wasn't communicating in any way, shape, or form. Um, oh, but letting my bag go by spoke well, a million words. Uh, yeah, because remember, <laughs> you and Annie look at me, and you're like, oh, 
he looks mad. And yeah. then he's like, oh, what's wrong, Dad? Why are you mad? Dad's mad. And then you're like, Dad, why are you so mad? <laughs> that even made me more mad. But then you denied it. I'm not mad. And I'm your, not mad. Your Dad's luggage not mad. comes by and in my mind. I'm like, well, I'll teach them yeah. to mock me. I'll let their bag go around one full, you know, mm-hmm. rotation. And poor then I'll Annie grab it. grabbing yeah. my bag that weighs as much as she does. <laughs> so, what I hear ah, you so saying? So I'm hearing the truth, am I? Yes. What I'm hearing you say is that that in those moments that that like getting out the airplane, like that put me into a funk. Mm-hmm. I was just I was just upset. At what had happened wasn't your fault. I was just mad at what had happened mm-hmm. to communicate maybe that it's hey not about you guys. It's called passive aggressive. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> okay, that's fair. I'll I'll agree. It's what's the joys of being married to a marriage therapist. Yeah, she knows all the fancy. So how lingo. about for you? what's one more on that list for husbands? Yeah. For me it's the one that says to make it clear to me that you that I make you happy. Not when you let my back go. <laughs> you were you were not com- communicating happiness in that no, moment. No, no. W- which which is fair. I, I I was wrong. Let me let me formally say, Aaron, I was wrong to not communicate and mm-hmm. to passive aggressively. Mm-hmm. We'll take talk out about it later. My frustration. <laughs> oh, I want to finish it now. No, Let's finish the repair no, now so we no, can no. go home and have fun. <laughs> so, but there there's something when you say to me that you like me, mm-hmm. that I cause happiness in your life, there's just something very affirming about that because that matters a lot to me because I want us to be best friends. Like I want us to 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 be connected and and it's not always going to be that way, especially if I don't choose to pick up your luggage mm-hmm. the first time around. But the, there is something though about knowing that I'm liked that you like mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. That, that matters a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to dive deeper into the fantastic fives for husbands and wives, we have Shanti's book here at the ministry, and that's available for a gift of any amount. It's called The Surprising Secrets of Highly Happy Marriages. It's because of your financial support that we're able to do this podcast. So please donate and get that book today. Yes, and all the details will be in the show notes. So we're here today with our friend Sterling, and we're going to talk with him about his four-year marriage to his wife, Sydney. And Sterling, I understand you have a beautiful one-year-old named Sage, and we want to talk with you about little things you've done to create a happier marriage. Yeah, so Sterling, are there any kind of daily things that you do with your wife to make her feel loved? Absolutely. Uh, things I guess like it'd be that. awkward if you're like, now. Yeah, yeah. No, I do nothing. I nothing. keep it to twice a week. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of the time is... <laughs> you don't want to spoil it. I was right? going to say, don't set the standard too high. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah there's there's stuff that I do um, more infrequently, but there's stuff that I need to do daily um, to love her and make sure that she feels loved because yeah. it's not enough for me to just feel like I'm loving her. Yeah. Um, one big thing that comes to mind is uh, she... Uh, very much appreciates physical touch, and I'm less of that nature. Uh, so she likes cuddling before we go to sleep. Uh, and I produce a lot of heat. I, I feel like I can't cuddle. I'm going to get overheated touchy. and sweaty. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to do. Uh, but I we've worked out a system where 
you know, we get in bed and we say goodnight and we cuddle for a while. And then when I feel like I've had enough, I, I give it my best go. And uh, <laughs> But then when I feel like I had enough, then I go ahead and uh, un- untangle my arm and, and roll over and she's fine. And I maybe had to force myself to do that uncomfortably uh, earlier in our marriage, uh, but it's gotten to a level where mm. it's fine. Uh, it's fine for me, and she feels really, really appreciated. It means mm. a lot to her. How did you discover that? Did you ask her, like, what could I be doing to help you feel loved? Or did she request, like, hey, I like to snuggle before we go to sleep? Or did she cuddling you? And, <laughs> and you like, had no okay. option. <laughs> I wish I was more proactive about it, but uh, it was one of those tense conversations that came up uh-huh. at one point, like, hey, I would like it if you showed me more attention. And I was like, what do you mean? I show you plenty of attention. Right. We, yeah. We, we watch football yeah. all the time together. <laughs> yeah, we, we watch TV. Yeah. Um, I make you dinner. It's fine. Yeah. And she's like, well, no, I want this kind of attention. I need physical touch. Yeah. And it makes me feel secure when yeah. we're going to sleep if I know you're there and I sleep better um, mm. knowing that you're right next to me. And yeah, what I love, Sterling, that you're saying is that at first it was uncomfortable, but you kind of laid it down and sacrificed yeah. um, to really help her feel loved. Yeah, like I said, it was uncomfortable at the beginning because mm-hmm. when you're married, you're you're learning a new way of doing your entire life. Yes. Um, it has so much change and, and uh, transition inherent in it mm-hmm. um, because until then, you've only been taking care of yourself and mm. been taken care of by others. There's now someone you're responsible for. Uh, and so it was a tense transition. Um, I've been married for, like you said, four years now, uh-huh. uh, and things keep getting better. But that Good. means I, I, it's hard to look back and say, wow, I really was selfish at the beginning of this. <laughs> Which we all are. Yes. But what I appreciate about what you're saying is you're being honest to kind of say, yeah, Hollywood teaches us and shows us mm-hmm. these images of these couples in bed. They're just tangled mm-hmm. up all night long. And, and when we first got married, that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And I'm like you going, I just, I like to snuggle for a little bit Mm. and then I don't want to be touched. And even our kids Mm -hmm. over the years learned this. Like if they were scared or if they wanted to snuggle mom and dad, they knew to go to Aaron's side because they knew that I would do that for a little bit and then just boot them out to go back to your room versus you. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. You you can, you can sleep like that, but no one talks about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm making a request, Greg, that we snuggle. Before we go to sleep, I will give you sixty seconds of snuggling. And I'll take it. I'll take every sixty. <laughs> we'll increase it sixty seconds every week. So, Sterling, how important are these little gestures to show your wife that you genuinely love and care for her? They're incredibly important, as the the saying goes: "Actions speak louder than words." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I say I love you to her every day, mm-hmm. and I I do mean it every time. Mm-hmm. But from the person hearing it, it can start to sound like a reflex and yeah. sound like a, a taken for granted sort of just hello, goodbye, I love you, mm-hmm. good night, thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so doing things that someone has said, that intentionally makes me feel good. That makes mm-hmm. me feel loved. Shows them that you heard what they said and you took the initiative to do that. Yeah. Mm, so good. And that's great. That intentionality mm-hmm. makes such a big difference. So, Sterling, again, congratulations. You just hit four years. We always love to ask this question. To go back four years, Mm. 
what's maybe one piece of advice that you would give that younger Sterling standing there at the altar about to get married? What advice would you give him now after four years of marriage? Oh, boy. Uh, so many. How can I pick one piece <laughs> of advice? <laughs> Something that I think would make the most difference to my wife and therefore mo- make the most difference in our interactions together is I, of course, when I see a problem, I want to solve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's not fully a person who just wants to, to vent and be heard. She uh, appreciates my solutions, but she hears me much more and feels valued when my solutions don't come too quickly and at the expense of her ideas. She likes to generate ideas. I like to be quality assurance (laughs) for those ideas. Mm -hmm. And I have learned, and she's, I've learned, I say, she's told me (laughs) that it is best if I let her think about her ideas for a little bit before I give the solution, Mm -hmm. before I give the answer. If I consider her thoughts and her solutions before shooting them down and saying, no, we're going to do this. It's not that she doesn't want to hear it. It's that she doesn't want to feel undervalued uh, or Mm. patronized. Mm -hmm. And if I could somehow instantly learn that at the beginning of my marriage four years ago, I think so many more conversations would not get derailed into more emotional infighting and we would have had more productive solutions quicker. Mm. Those conversations still held value, uh, but you know, that's how it kind of goes. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. I, I, I appreciate that. Cause I mean, Aaron and I have thought about the same question. Of course, there's tons of things that we wish we could coach up and mm-hmm. you know, advice that we'd give to our younger selves. So thank you so much. I, I love that. Yeah. That was great advice. And mm-hmm. and again, congratulations. Four thank years you. and counting. Yes. And I love yeah. your intentionality. Um, in your in your four years that you are being very intentional about how to love your wife. Absolutely. I love Sterling's honesty. And, you know, we asked our guests this question, if they could go back, Mm -hmm. you know, what would be their big piece of advice they'd give a younger self standing there at the altar? And boy, it's so appreciate his honesty. Mm -hmm. I love his insights too. For a young husband, he just really seems to to get it. Um, Really showing up for a young husband being so intentional about Loving his wife well. Yeah, those little things, again, we keep saying it, that makes such a big difference as we journey together. For sure. Well, we're going to move on to our weekly Q&A, and this is the part of the show where we answer your burning questions about marriage. Please send us your questions. You can click the link in the show notes or go to crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com and click the button on the side of our show page to leave us a voicemail. And if your question gets answered on the show, we're going to send you a copy of our book, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage, 12 Secrets to a Lifelong Romance, for free, as our way of saying thank you for listening and reaching out to us. Yeah, Today's question comes from one of our listeners. So let's listen to the voicemail that he sent in, and we're going to have someone else read this for him. My question is, I'm wanting to pray with my wife, but she doesn't want to pray. Uh, she feels like it's manipulative. She's had she's had that in her past with her dad and her mom, where it feels like it's almost um, over-spiritualizing things. So how do I engage with my wife in prayer? Thanks. 
Thank you so much for your question. And that can be difficult when your spouse walks into marriage, which all spouses walk into marriage with tender spots. And so it sounds like this has been an area in your spouse's life that maybe prayer has been manipulated or prayer has been used in a way that hasn't felt great yeah, to her. Or, yeah. yeah. So I just encourage this listener um, to be super sensitive about this and tender about this and really seek to understand what has this been like for your spouse, for your wife? Why is she resistant um, to praying with you or praying at all, maybe? And just really seeking to understand. Yeah. And that, that honestly, that could be such a beautiful conversation if if you really make that a safe space for her, uh-huh. if you really genuinely approach her with curiosity, going, I know that prayer has been, you know, misused in the past. I'd really love to understand that better. Not so I can, you know, figure out how to get you to pray, but really because you matter, uh-huh. that matters to me. And I would just love to better understand that. What you're trying to do is to create um, safety within that topic around prayer for your marriage. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to take multiple conversations to where she, you will need time to really trust and believe that it's safe to even talk about what's been hard around prayer for her in the past. Mm-hmm. And so think of this as not as a one and done, now we're ready to pray, but this is inviting her into a safe place to go, you matter Help me to better understand that. I know mm-hmm. that you've been hurt by that. Tell me more about that and mm-hmm. just spend the time really listening and validate. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes so much sense why uh, prayer is hard for you based on you yeah. know whatever or, she you shares. Know, even things like you're not crazy. Like that yeah. makes sense. I get it. I'd feel the and same yeah, way. Yeah, and I care about that. That matters to me. Thank you so much for telling me. And you know that's the opportunity for her heart to know that she's safe with you, that you're willing to just listen and care and validate what her experience was and what her experience is now. Like Greg was saying, you know, don't expect this to be a one and done conversation. Um, I always say, talk about talking about it. You know, what would you need to feel safe to talk about this, about prayer? Because I know it's been painful. And so in many ways, you're honoring um, her heart going, yeah, I know this has been painful. So what would help your heart to feel safe? Yeah, because she can't believe that you're doing all this simply to start praying with her. Mm -hmm. Like, it really doesn't matter what you've been through. I'm going to sort of do this so that ultimately we can pray together. Man, we hear your desire. Mm -hmm. And and we hear the the excitement of going, I'd really love this to be a part of our relationship Mm -hmm. that we're praying together. Mm -hmm. But you can't blow through the the walls that she has up. Those walls come down when people feel safe. Mm -hmm. And so just let let that conversation of hearing what that was like be an end in and of itself. Now, I'll continue to pray for her. Um, maybe a safe way to begin is just to ask her, hey, today, what's what's something that I could pray for you? I know you've got a lot going on today. Just is there one thing that I could pray for you? Don't do that together, but just keep seeding that this is safe. This is mm-hmm. a healthy thing. I'm not going to misuse this. And so you ask, you know, what's one thing that I can pray for you about today? And then when she's gone or when she's away, then you pray for that, man, because God hears that and there's Mm -hmm. power in your prayers and you can continue to pray, God, heal her heart, heal her mind around 
the let's call it abuse around prayer Mm -hmm. that she's gone through. Mm -hmm. And again, maybe over time that you guys can do this. And at some point, maybe she goes, you know, I'd like to start, you know, maybe I'd like to say a prayer together at dinner or Mm -hmm. just, you know, Mm -hmm. you never know, but you you can't blow through these boundaries that she has up. Right. And if the conversation doesn't go well and you try different angles and approaches, you know, call 1-800-A-FAMILY the letter A, family, F-A-M-I-L-Y, and they can help you get connected with a counselor in your area because sometimes introducing that third party creates more safety and helps people's hearts to feel safe in order to have some hard conversations. Yeah, and we know, and again, we don't want to blow through or past that this is painful for you. This is a desire of your heart to mm-hmm. do this. We get it. We we hope that that can happen down the road. Just understand that first and foremost, that this has to become a safe thing that you guys can can even talk about mm-hmm. to work towards that sort of end down the road. So we just we appreciate the the question. Mm-hmm. Thanks again for your question, and look out for your copy of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. And if you're listening today and have any questions for us, contact us. Click the link in the show notes to leave us a voicemail. And again, just like today, you can remain anonymous. Thank you for joining us for Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We hope this episode gave you some practical tips that will help you be happier in your marriage. Be sure to like, listen, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We want you to have a seat at the table every week as we help equip you and your spouse to have a lifelong and satisfying marriage. You know, we want to see you grow spiritually both as individuals and as a couple so that you can invest in another couple to help them build a thriving marriage. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk with you again next week about this crazy little thing called marriage. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.